Hi, and welcome to Oaktown Boys. Uh, this is episode seven, and my name is Dan. And I'm Corey. Bummer city. Could have been a better week in a lot of ways. Could have been a better month. In a lot of ways. Same ways. A lot of similar ways. So we continue. Keep hoping for uh, brighter days, but uh, a lot. Alas. <laughs> yeah, they're all turning out to be very similar days. Recently, but um, all right, let's get into what happened. Friday was a good day. It was the first day back from the All Star game. I'm just realizing that my phone's dead, and that's part of my issue. <laughs> Friday, the A's won five to four over the Cleveland Baseball Club. Uh, two, three, four hitters on the day were Elvis Olson and Jed, and they each had three hits, including two doubles from Matt Olson and uh, Elvis had an awesome clutch single for his third hit of the night in the ninth inning to get on base for Jed Lowry with his epic walk-off on a 101-mile-per-hour pitch from Emilio Classe. Emmanuel. Shit. Emmanuel Classe. <laughs> and Moreland had a pretty dank home run in the middle of it. Yeah. He's starting to hit the ball pretty hard. He is. Which is good he to is. see. Whatever, whatever time he needed away, I'm glad he took it, and I'm glad he's back, and he's hitting, he's, he's really hitting the crap out of the ball for sure. And in hindsight, I had written here that it had everything uh, of the looks of another disappointing loss, and we got to experience a few of those later. So yes. in hindsight, this game means even more because it was the only victory of the week. It was a walk-off. Uh, Manaya pitched great. Zero walks, seven strikeouts, three earned runs. Uh, overall, the bullpen and pitchers did the job. Petit did give up some uh, one inherited runner. Via sack fly. And a solo home run to A's killer Bradley Zimmer. Who knew? <laughs> so tired of that dude by now. Reincarnation of somebody amazing. I'm trying to think who's been who's who's killed us recently. I feel like David Fletcher messes up pretty bad. <laughs> David Fletcher reincarnated in another <laughs> more studly body with more power. Something along those lines. Deekman and Romo were great again. Two strikeouts each. All of that work set up the walk-off schlong dong. Um, this is one of my worst recaps. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great moment, that walk-off from Jed. Um, again, it just felt like all hope was lost, and it was going to be another disappointing, like, blown effort on the starting pitcher's behalf. So, Friday, great win. It was. Walk-offs are fun. Much needed. And that was a good one. That and was like a, a kickoff to the second half for a day in A's Twitter. Everyone was stoked. Everyone was happy. Everyone forgot about everything bad for a moment. Yeah, and it was the first game in the second half, so it was like, we're good. We're never going to yeah. lose again. You know. And they had finished the first half three or four. So. Yeah, so that was four or five, and things were going well. And then uh, Saturday. Um, Frankie Montas was good. Um, Frankie Montas did exactly what Frankie Montas usually does. He was, he had the stuff to not give up any runs and then out of nowhere made like maybe five terrible pitches 
a number of which got crushed. Yeah, and it turned, turned into two runs, you know. Um, but six innings, two runs, seven Ks. That's fine. That's fine. That 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 will that should win you games. You should win those games. It feels like we get that every single day. Yeah. And somehow we're only winning one of three games. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's uh, more ineptitude with the bases loaded. Um, loading the bases with nobody out and not scoring runs. Um, I I don't know. I probably could have looked it up. I didn't. Um, we might be leading the league in hitting into double plays with the bases loaded with nobody out because we have done it a ridiculous amount of times. And it is the most frustrating thing to watch. The Yankees might be up there too. They ground into a lot of double I mean, plays. They're it's just, so bad. It was ridiculous. It's getting we to were, the point where you just can't even expect them to score no. with nobody out. No, I mean, it's it's just you. The only, the only place my mind is allowed to wander right now with the bases loaded and nobody out is how are they going to find a way to not score a single run in this situation you know is it going to be a strikeout foul out ground out you know or maybe pop out double play you know there's a million different ways to do it and it seems like they're really exploring all of them right now which is wearing me out but um jegemonied yeah (laughs) Yes, absolutely. It's a weird new word that we came up through yeah. iPhone autocorrect. Yeah, it was an autocorrect thing, and it seemed to encapsulate pretty well what we're what's happening right now without actually being a word. So we're 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 trialing it. Chalk it up to Jejimony. <laughs> um, Matt Olson stayed hot. He I think he doubled and walked. Um, Seth Brown got two hits. Um, another one run game though. So <laughs> classic. Yeah, bummer. Classic twenty twenty one. Um, the uh, the, the bullpen days. didn't look terrible, but. They oh, they gave up runs, which stinks because we lost by runs, you know. So um, you would really – it just seems like like no matter what, they're giving up some sort of runs. And it would be really nice for maybe like two or three games in a row to just have the bullpen give up nothing, you know. Just have them go out there and be totally – Awesome for like two and a third. Yep. You know, um, just like it would be nice to score seven, eight runs, but it's not happening. No, it's not for some reason. So that was Saturday. Not great. And Sunday today, as we record, more just ugh. I don't know disappointment. <laughs> it seemed like a very winnable game. Chris Bassett was on the bump, and he was pretty much. 2021 Chris Bassett. He struck out eight. He walked nobody. He gave up three runs through seven innings. Should usually be enough to win. They call that a quality start, but no. Bradley Zimmer, A's killer. Uh, Judge Money, whatever you want to chalk it up to, all those things. Daniel Johnson, Vallejo kid. The, the A's are struggling, and they're getting beat by people that shouldn't be beating them. And that was on full display today. They're just not playing very well. Chapman made an error in the ninth inning to give the Cleveland team another run to make it a 4-2 deficit. And at that point, it just felt insurmountable. It was a tough one to swallow, but hopefully the A's are turning the corner any day now. I This, this isn't an indictment of him as a player at all. Love him to death, still think he's great. Matt Chapman is playing like poop right now. He's playing bad. He's, I mean, I guess that was the first error he had made in 51 games. So the error is just icing on the cake. But he's not really having very many good at-bats right now. He's striking out a lot, looking a lot. 
on fastballs down the middle. He's playing a lot. great defense as he always does. I yeah. have nothing bad to say about his defense. Um, but he and many others on this baseball team are just not hitting well, and they got to start. Ramon Can is back, and hopefully he'll lead the charge. But Ramon and Chapman, especially, they got to be playing much better. And we need. When we were playing well, we were getting things from Tony Kemp, and we don't need exactly what we were getting, but we need something. We yep. need we need something. We need something from a Kemp or a Piscotti or a yeah. Jed's been Jed and La, or Jed and Olson have been carrying. I mean, dude, it's just frustrating. It's Murphy. like the guys on our team need to play baseball. Seth Brown's been stepping up. A <laughs> that's little true. Bit. That's true. I will get to that in a second. Um, okay, so I mean, Sunday, same as Saturday, thumbs down. You know, just yeah, like not two thumbs down, man. Yeah. Just yeah. disappointing. Yeah. My dad texted me, says we're one player away. I might disagree and say we're two players away. We're close to being... Uh, it uh, seems like we're close because all these games are close. Yeah. His second know? point was they got to learn how to stop blowing these games. Yeah. <laughs> these winnable games. These one-run games. Got to win them. Well, and I don't. I wonder if it's even something as simple as like... I wonder if they're worrying about not blowing them instead of worrying about winning them. You I don't know? know? Like it's... The margin for error is so thin right now, it could be something tiny. You it's know, like, like they're allergic just, to a three-run home yeah, run. No, no one's ready for the big moment, which is a bummer. But anyway, so that's how that went. We went one and two. It stunk. I think we both said we were going to go three and oh, right? Oh, yeah. We both predicted So we're, dude, we're, I feel like we started off hot or at least decent and now we have I'm taking one for the team. I feel like team. I haven't gotten a prediction right in a month. I'm taking one for the team and I'm predicting poorly this week. We'll see you. Okay, well, I'll we'll try there. and go. I'll try and go po- a little more positive. We'll, we'll see. There. We'll see. My um, moment of the week, another dad-related moment. Well, it was of course the the Jed Lowry walk-off. Uh, is he a dad? I think he's probably a dad. He's a dad. So he's also a dad. Dad's yeah. everywhere. Dad, dad's all throughout um, the moment. I was watching this game on my tablet because I'm addicted to baseball. While I was hanging out with my girlfriend's family, shout out the Forgies. Matt, my girlfriend Mackie was not there. She was out hanging out with old work friends. But I was playing cards with her family. We were playing Wizard, and I won. I actually tied with her dad, Larry. And they are a big baseball family, and we were watching this game together. And uh, Class A was blowing gas by Jed, and Larry just goes, oh, that kid can't hit that. He needs to choke up. And from an outsider's perspective, I can easily see how he made that assessment because Jed looked very foolish on that swing, and... Yeah, it's a good situation to choke up. Yeah. But my first, I immediately said, oh, he's actually a veteran, and I have some faith. And then just right on cue to reward me and my loyalty, he smacked it out of the park. And it was a beautiful moment. They all cheered for me. And it was a rocket. They all cheered for the A's and for me (laughs) as a personal win. And it was a great moment. So dad power. Yeah. Love Larry. Love Larry. My moment of the week is... um, I feel like I've been very, I've been very pro Seth Brown on this podcast for a long time, to the point where I may have thought that I was being a little bit ridiculous. But now, over his last five games, Seth Brown's five for twelve with a homer, a double, and a steal, and I that's enough for me in the somewhat desperate state that I'm in to say that he's turned the corner and Seth Brown's going to hit at least two fifty the rest of the way and totally contribute. So. Um, that is my A's related moment of the week. My baseball overall related yeah, moment of the week. Bigger than baseball moment of the week. Um, there was a crazy, silly fucking situation in Washington where somebody was shooting people outside of the ballpark. 
and that's an open ballpark. So, you know, you hear it inside and obviously it's gunshots, terrifying. So everybody <laughs> admittedly, understandably is start trying to run and get into place and get, get, a, get somewhere safe. And, um, the Padres are going into their clubhouse and Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis Jr. and Will Myers instantly just like switched into superhero mode. Hero mode, yeah. And they ran out of the dugout and were like, they got their families and then everyone that was around, they were just like, come on, come in the, come in the clubhouse because the clubhouse is undoubtedly one of the safest places to be in that immediate area for sure. Yeah. And they totally got it on video and I think the Nationals did the same thing. I just don't think there was video of it sure. happening in the Nationals dugout. But that I saw an interview with David Martinez, actor, where he was like, absolutely, everybody was, that's kind of where everyone was at. You know, yeah. it was like, get as many people in the clubhouse as we can, because that's where we're going, and we should save as many people as we possibly can. Um, and it was, yeah, it was uh, a moment of heroism on the baseball field that, it, you know, you thankfully, thank God, that you it, it doesn't come up very often. But uh, it was cool to see some major leaguers Really step up to the step up to the plate, yeah. <laughs> I guess, and be ready for that moment and not, you know, they were they they acted selflessly, and I think that there are a lot of people that would have assumed that they wouldn't have. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe a nice reminder that there's more good people out there than bad. Yeah, totally. Though it doesn't always feel that way. And like a lot of you know, like a, a lot of times in a given situation, at least a group of people will do the right thing. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so yeah, that's and I think a, kind of a sub point. I think honestly, the Manny Machado comeback tour has, is complete in my eyes. It's like, really I, hard to think think poorly of him these he days. He is that was that was a that's a powerful moment. And, and he's he, best buds with all these fun Padres, yeah. and it's like if they like him, I think I might like him. Yeah, so I I I'm saying it on recording. I don't I I like Manny Machado. I know you, Manny Machado, you can sleep again at night. I don't buy, I don't hate you anymore, buddy. I kind of don't love Josh Donaldson, and the, one of the reasons I hated Machado is for throwing a bat at Josh Donaldson, so it's starting to get a little wishy-washy. Yeah, I mean, Josh Donaldson does seem like kind of a jerk. He's a little like, bit I'm of a... I'm not trying to turn def- my back on this, this no. A's beef with Machado. Like, I'll still... I mean, did, I, 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 was he throwing it at Donaldson, or was he throwing it at Fernando Abad? I think he tried, yeah, he tried to throw it at Abad, yeah. presumably. Yeah, because Abad was pitching, yeah. <laughs> And he was, I mean, he was young. I don't know. It's I'm, a long time ago. I just, it's, yeah, it's He's hard. It's hard to carry things, a torch for that long. But if he continues know? his this forward momentum, he's going to be a outstanding citizen in no yeah, time. Yeah, totally, totally. He's come, he's come a long way from throwing a bat at Fernando Abad, you know, he was helping children into the dugout in an active shooter situation. And, That's a, you know. And kicking Ag- Aguilar's shins running yeah. through first base. Something like that. Oh, man. That was yeah, a while ago. He was a, you know, was probably a Dodgers thing. Yeah, totally. It was a Dodgers thing. I'm Dodgers sure. instructions. Um, anyway, so thoughts and feelings. Um, well, bad, you know. Yeah, I tough. mean, I, this is, this was the best I could sum up. I looked at it over the last 19 games because I feel like that's been the um, focus of the bummer, you know? And um, over the last 19 games, we're averaging 3.68 runs a game. Um, to put that in a little bit of context, um, the, for the, for over the course of the season, the Pirates are averaging 3.61 and they just won their 30th game today. So they're a bad team. We're averaging 3.68 over this stretch of baseball, and they're averaging 3.61 over the season, and they're terrible. So we're kind of terrible. Um, 
And I mean, yeah, the Orioles are averaging four point one. Yeah, yeah, the <laughs> Orioles, the Orioles are. You're telling me that if we had the Orioles' offense right now, we'd be better off. Yeah, and I mean, in in a, I probably should have said the pitching thing first because would have set it up better. But the over that same stretch of games, our starters ERA is three three, for everyone, which is amazing. But you know why that you know the only situation in which that doesn't matter. You're giving up more than three point three. And we yeah, when you're not scoring. <laughs> Every game. When you're not scoring. You know? Like that's just I don't know. It's you can pitch as well as you want, but if you're not scoring runs and you're not gonna win games. And that's what we've been doing. It's very frustrating. As yeah, we're we're wasting incredible efforts on the pitch on the pitchers' behalves. And yeah, and I mean, you know, like it is unreasonable to expect this level of pitching for the entire year. So there is a realistic possibility that we are actively wasting what could be our best stretch of starting pitching for the entire year. Or, like, several seasons. Um, and, you know, it's not even that we're not getting people on base. We're loading the bases consistently and just not... We're hitting, what What was it, like 226 with runners in scoring position? No clutch hits. Like, it's, Except for the Jake Lowry walk. I, I, we are, I think we're 12 for 54 with the bases loaded this year. Which yeah. is not good. You know. Anyway. All I can hope... Is that we're experiencing all the bad luck and the good luck's just waiting and, for when they need it. And we're going to get, like, if we if we better get really hot. Like, super get, like, really, hot really, really at the hot. exact right time and just win it all. That's, yeah. That's really all that I That would be cool. It would point. be cool. Um, anyway, so any, a little bit of levity in, in amongst the clouds. Um, the All-Star break. The All-Star, All-Star break. Festivities. All-Star festivities were cool. It was all very fun. They were very fun. It was very, very fun. Uh, the home run derby, that was that was one of the funnest home run derbies I remember. Yeah, I gotta say, I really enjoy the new format, where yeah. it's like rapid fire, and they're really trying as hard as they can to hit as many home runs as they can as quickly as possible, and totally. you see them out there getting exhausted. Yeah, just yeah they're, to- they're gassed. And yeah. did you see that every, all the balls that are pitched to guys are also signed by those players. Yeah. Which is really cool. So I think maybe we need to go to home run derby soon. We totally I should. I saw it mentioned that it's a very dangerous activity for a fan. These balls are just getting hit out there at, you know, 100 miles an hour or more um, with the frequency of, like, five seconds between them. Yeah. And so if you're not paying attention, it's going to come smack you in the face. But we could get out there with gloves and just, you know, head on a swivel. Yeah. Yeah, I'm down. I'm um, all about that. It, yeah, Matt Olson did great. The he Matt did Olson, great. The Matt Olson Trey Mancini matchup was electric, and it couldn't have gone better. Honestly, uh, maybe it would have been better if he had won the whole thing, but like not at the cost of swinging two hundred more times. Or yeah, whatever. especially because Matt Olson has come out of the break looking just fine, hitting the ball well, looking good. So he went out, he, and he he and Trey Mancini put on a show in the first round. Went out there, had some fun, put on a show, and. He, Barely missed out on advancing. He well, hit a ball. And he lost to Trey Mancini, know, yeah, who's perfect. coming back from colon cancer. That's a, It's okay to lose to that guy. That's a, You know, it's, you almost don't want to beat that guy. That's right. But Pete Alonso did. But anyway. Like losing to a saint. <laughs> um, it, was, it was fun. And it was that was the beginning of the Shohei show. Shohei Juan Soto and Pete Alonso in general was just amazing. Pete Alonso, Pete Alonso, Pete Alonso, went all the way to the end. So it was really Pete cool. Alonso. I think they said it during the broadcast, but Pete Alonso is a perfect home run derby. He might hitter. be the ultimate home run derby. If he, it sounds like he's going to do it again next year, yeah. presuming he's like fit. 
to play, and it'll be very interesting to see if anyone can beat him because it doesn't seem like they can right now. He was out there just dancing and all the way bombs. to the end. All the way to the end. Well, Shohei and, was like clearly in need of yeah, gassed, oxygen. Totally gassed. And the interesting thing, Juan Soto like, did pretty good. Juan Soto hit, hit a ball 520. Juan Soto did very good, yes. Juan Soto hit a ball 520, which was the longest in the StatCast era really? for the home run derby, which is impressive. Because, I mean, there's been a lot of strong dudes since, what, 2014? that have done the home run derby. And Juan Soto, out homer to ball. And he's also on fire since the home run derby. So, like, contrary to what we were saying about it maybe hurting people's swings, I think it may have fixed whatever was... But there wasn't that much wrong with Juan Soto. I think he was in like, 280, but he only had, like, 11 bombs. And I think he's got three since the All-Star break. Yeah. So, he's... He said he hopes it fixes his launch angle. Yeah. And it seems to have done that. Yeah. The three swing swing off between him and Shohei was pretty epic. Yes. Juan Soto hit all three out, and then Shohei like dribbled a ground ball, but it was still epic. And Shohei three in a row by Soto. Shohei is just a star, bro. He's like a superstar. He went out there and started the game and led off the next day. Like how he was in the home that? run derby, started the game, <laughs> led off the game, and was the star. <laughs> Let's see somebody else do that. And he homered today. Yep. And it was a it was a bomb and. He that that was his second hit of the day, and his first hit of the day was a ground ball to the first baseman who was playing a little bit deep, and he beat it out to first. He got an infield single on a decently hit ground ball to the first baseman. It's like the way this dude continues to reject the realities that we've come to accept about baseball is mind-boggling. Gives no Fs. No, he doesn't, and he's starting against us tomorrow. Coming to town. Coming to town. In more A's related news, it was really cool to see Olsen get a lot of run in the All-Star game. It was cool to see Bassett pitch through a whole inning of weird stuff going on. He yeah. ended up looking pretty good. He battled. He did he exactly. Battled. like he, he was Chris Bassett out there yep. for sure. Gave up he was a little bit wild. Loading the bases, yeah. struck out a couple. But, um, yeah. Olsen, I, I wanted Olsen to get a hit, but it was he still played like four innings or something. He got a couple at-bats. So it was just cool to see a couple A's in the All-Star game. That doesn't usually happen. Um, it was also cool to see them play with Simeon and Hendricks again. Yes. And I'm hoping that we can maybe see that again. And they were chopping it up. They were having a very good time together. Yeah. You know, like all of them, all of them. They were all really, really good. You, you can, can tell, tell they're all really they good friends. They still kind of maybe would rather hang out with them than yeah. the people they're playing <laughs> with now. It was, it was very, very cool to see. The All-Star game was fun. It's always fun to have a couple of people involved. And as we started talking about last week, the draft was going on. Too. Yeah. So the A's continued to draft, and from a you know very amateur scouts perspective here, they did awesome. Yeah. I'd say B plus. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. There's a lot of there was a lot of B B plus, maybe some B minus, but and a lot like, of what I read was that they did great. A few like possible A pluses. I guess we'll yeah. see how things pan out. Well, and I mean, it's they seem to have this plan of. You know, not going for slot value in the first round. You know, going like pretty decently below slot value in the first round. But you're still talking a great baseball player, you yeah. know? If you take the number, like, especially in the baseball draft, the difference between the number 15 rated player and the number 40 rated player, really not that big. You know, like, and it's much more of a crapshoot. You never know. 100%. So... I, they seem to, and I think that's what I would do, you know, 
Like it doesn't make much sense to spend all of your money on one dude who may or may not pan out. Might because well spread it out a little bit. Yeah, and I mean it gives you the chance in the third and fourth round to get some of these dudes that fell because they're I maybe they're maybe they were asking maybe for too much, injured, but you know, all, or all of a sudden, much, yeah. yeah, you were asking for way too much as a first rounder, and nobody picks you in the first round. So all of a sudden, your priorities change a little bit because you want to get drafted, and you're asking for less money, and then you get picked in the you know fourth round. And you get signed for maybe over slot money. Maybe you can even go double slot money on a fourth round pick because you save so much money on your first round pick. So, um, yeah, I mean, we we talked about Muncie. We talked, talked about, about Muncie. Muncie, and I'm um, excited about Muncie. Me too. I'm super super excited about Muncie. And go I'll, watch go and, watch the hype video. And you have other Max Muncie is absolutely on fire. So I think maybe the fact that there's two Max Muncies in the majors now will make individual Max Muncies more powerful. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. Our our new Max Muncie is going to be an ultimate Max Muncie. Well, or at least as good as the other one. You know, I mean, what? They're going to is he going to be not as good? They have the same name. They're born on the same day. You know, I mean, it's I don't know. I'm sure they're commensurate baseball players. Anyway, he um the our second round pick um, Zach Geloff, I think G E L O F. That's my best guess at how to say it. I don't know. I haven't heard it, but um, I he, you know, it's one of those things where I haven't seen him play, admittedly. But <laughs> As with many of these guys, the, that uh, are relying on other people's words. Yeah, I mean the gay they the grades aren't incredible. They're not terrible. I mean they're basically all fifties. Um, but looking at this dude's college numbers. And his uh, some of like the short short league that you play in when it's not college season, he seems to at least make contact very effectively. He doesn't strike out that much. Um, and I, you know, it seems like the hit he get they get they gave him a fifty for hit tool, and it seems like it could be higher than that. I don't know, but he's seems to be hitting three hundred fairly consistently. Plus. So, um, not striking out too much. I don't know. A lot of what I, there's a lot of what I read is that, you know, there doesn't seem to be that much power there, but I mean, we'll see. I don't know. He's a second round pick. So, um, I'm in on it. I'm in on it. Yeah. I like the third round pick and Mason Miller. He's a 70 grade fastball. It's pretty cool to get a 70 grade tool in the third round. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's a, that's a 70, you know, that's good fastballs get struck in the first round. Yep. You know, they're saying he could possibly be a starter one day and a good one at that. We got a guy named Denzel Clark in the fourth round, and he just seems to be like a monstrous athlete, six five, two twenty, runs fast. Yeah, six five, man. Sixty grade run. Six five is no joke. Kevin Goldstein of Fangraph says, "I can't begin to tell you how big of a fan I am of the Denzel Clark pick for Oakland in the fourth. It's a second round tool set and crazy great makeup." So let's hope that and he that just, guy knows way more about this yeah. than we do for sure. So that's good. And then this is this was one of my favorite picks. Me this too. Is, I think this is one of our favorite. We yeah, talked about this right. for sure. Um, so the, I don't know if you guys have heard about him, but there's a couple pitchers that, out of Vanderbilt. Uh, one of <laughs> them, one of them is named Kumar Rocker, and the other guy is named Jack Leiter. And they were both pretty good, um, and they both went pretty high. And the dude that caught them all year and helped make helped make them look good is C.J. Rodriguez. And we drafted him in the fifth round. And he hits the ball pretty hard. 
I think. Because he's got an on-base percentage around 400. Yeah. He's and got five dingers this year. We watched them pitch a number of times. The dude calls a good game. He's only a sophomore in college. And yeah, the first thing that I noticed tuning into those games is like, wow, that guy back there is moving fluidly and catching with soft hands. Yeah. Seems Framing like pitches a pretty well. darn great catcher. Yeah. I don't notice that in a lot of major league catchers. Like, yeah, and I mean, he's, you know, he was catching... He was catching a pitching staff that featured two dudes that are, in one way or another, on the fast track to the majors. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see J- if we see CJ Rodriguez in Oakland sooner than later. Just as like a pure catcher. Yeah. If he hits a home run, great. Totally. I mean, that's what Ramos Ramirez. That's what Ramos Garcia is doing right now. Yeah. So. A few other highlights: uh, Grant Holman. Uh, they're t- making a lot of name comparisons about how you know Max Muncy, Max Muncy. We got Grant Holmes, and now we have Grant Holman. <laughs> um, but he seems like he could possibly be a starter one day. Brett Harris, Drew Swift. That's a pretty great name. Uh, Brett Harris went uh, is a senior out of Gonzaga. That's where my oh, brother yeah, went right. to school. So, little shout out, Gonzaga. And then maybe the piece de resistance, Shane McGuire, the little brother of the guy on the Blue Jays that got in trouble for doing inappropriate things in his vehicle at spring training. So... Fun yep. stuff. Totally, yeah. He's presumably a much... More upstanding yes, guy. Yes, more upstanding. <laughs> Maybe the other guy is the bad guy. We probably shouldn't have cast his version. Maybe he's just having a weird day. Um, I just thought it was a fun guy. <laughs> it is, dude. It's, that's very... That's It's funny that we drafted him and that... Yeah, they don't mention that when they reference Reese McGuire anymore. That isn't the thing they that comes up. But for a while, for a while it was, though. That was when Reese McGuire came up. <laughs> People were obliged to mention that he had been caught masturbating it's in public. And it's unfortunate yeah. for his little brother that that's immediately the first thing that we think of. It's true. It's true, though. It does. Um, yeah, I mean, John Heyman. I trust John Heyman. Yeah, John, John Heyman, Heyman said we are having the four. fourth best draft. The fourth best through, draft. Through the first ten rounds. I'll take it. And, dude, I mean, I think I've, i got to think way. that's boosted by... Muncy's got to be a great pick. Muncy's yeah. got to even be a better pick than we realize. Mason Miller, I think, is a great pick. Because he's, dude, that dude's a horse. Potentially a horse. You know? Topsy's 6'5", 230, tops out at 99. Yep. You know? I mean... It seems like in the past... They and also C.J. Rodriguez. It seems like they've made some smarter, more exciting picks. And usually, maybe they make a lot more conservative, like college pitcher type pitches picks in the first rounds this this time they've made like almost exclusively position players the yeah. first few and rounds. i feel like uh, i to what to your point i feel like very frequently we will go for high floor not necessarily right. high ceiling they want somebody who might be a major league player not necessarily a great major yeah. league player yeah um and i feel like we, yeah they like. rolled the dice a couple on a couple guys that could be you know, I mean, I they picked a call. They picked a high school shortstop first. Could be great. Could go real bad. Could go they, real bad. <laughs> they hadn't drafted a high school shortstop that high since Addison Russell. Yeah, and that went real bad. Well, I mean, I, mean, it I went, guess it didn't go real bad. Went, it didn't go real bad for the A's. It went real bad for. It was interesting. We were real mad about that until. Yeah, it's funny that we traded Billy McKinney and life. him, and now. You know, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Turned out to be good <laughs> losses. Very much good whatever. To that guy. Um, yeah. So cool. It's fun. It was, it was a very very. I we we. I'm glad we're doing this podcast. Obviously, for a lot of reasons, but. 
because I was a little bit more plugged in. It's I like drafts. Drafts are fun. I love the NFL draft. I love the NBA draft. And the baseball draft is equally cool. And talking about the draft has made me feel a little bit better. And yeah. now I believe our next topic is a little bit less fun. Yeah, we got to talk about that. I think it's time. Will yeah, the votes, the votes on Tuesday. So The vote is on Tuesday. And Dave Cavill says it's Howard Terminal or bust. So yeah. I guess on Tuesday we get to know if the Oakland A's live or die or not. Yeah, and I mean he has said even, even further than Howard Terminal or bust, it seems that the position is... Howard Terminal exactly as we drew it up on our end or bust. Yeah. And I can't imagine that that's true. I would sure, sure hope not, or what's but, the point of even showing your idea? I mean, that's not negotiating. Else. You know, that's not negotiating at all. That's just... But, but I mean, I... I don't know. We were talking about it right before we started recording. This has been ugly. This has it's been, been so ugly. Ugly. And, you know, we're the diehardest of diehard Ace fans, and it's making us, you know, question things a little bit. It's like, I'm turning a little sour. Yeah, I'm pissed. I, I used to pissed. like Dave Cavill and his spunk, and now I hate it with him. Well, I mean, he was just supposed to be this wonder kid who was supposed to be able to get anything done, and he's not that. That's it's he's he's just a guy. He's just some guy. Turning into some callous business. He's man. just some guy. And he's I, just, every time he tweets boom for a home run we freaking lose it feels like so well, and also i just he's not a baseball fan just the, he wasn't a soccer fan when he worked for the earthquake he's just a guy he's just a guy that works for other people which is i guess all anyone is but he's very much that he doesn't he doesn't seem very invested in the places that he's worked for um but anyway i mean it's he's yeah he's becoming he's becoming a bad guy and i don't really like that because i feel like we were saying like if it comes together and if everything turns out to be okay this is still going to feel weird a little bit because yeah. it's been gnarly it's dirty it's been gnarly it's been it feels gnarly. like they have you know both feet out the door and are ready to stand up and, and i mean walking. if that's just a bluff if that's a, just a bluff tactic that's necessary for all this to happen then so be it but it doesn't mean that anybody has to like it you know i i don't know i hope it, obviously hope it works out but i mean i guess how do you feel about las vegas A's? I don't like the idea of the Las Vegas A's. I think it sounds very hot and sweaty, and I already sweat profusely in like 80 degrees. <laughs> so add 30 degrees to that, and... Yeah, I'm cooking. I'm cooking. I'm done. Well, I just started having a small fantasy of like standing in a pool in the outfield watching the baseball game. So there are some ways and that it, it is could ve- work. it is Las Vegas. You know, there I are mean, some ways. I could get a very cheap flight there. I know that. We could stay and in a really fun I hotel. Could get, I could have a lot of fun and do things <laughs> and then go to my favorite team's baseball game. So, yeah. you know, I think it's our lives would not be you're over. Like, you're staring into the void a little bit, you know. What I mean, it's like you're 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 like you are. It is like okay, wow, really? Like this is like if this goes extremely sour, they're probably leaving Oakland. And you find out it like I guess it's not. I guess it's not the end of the world, you know. Like I, I'm make, still an Ace fan. It doesn't make me want to root for. A different still going to be an Ace fan. It makes me sad. I think I will definitely. Well, yeah. Shed what are we going to do? What are we going to root for the Brewers? Like, no. come on, you know. Like, I'm going to be an Ace fan. No disrespect to the Brewers, but I, you know, I'm just not going to root for any other team. All that being said, I remain hopeful. Maybe like totally ignorantly hopeful. I don't know, but there's a um, Casey Pratt is out there leading the charge with some very good coverage and some good optimistic takes which is good because there's a lot of pessimistic takes and it's easy to get pessimistic as a fan because it's scary yeah and we're doing it right now but um i but and he made good points you know i mean it's it's at the end of the day this could all just be posturing which would not be the first time that that had happened and 
at the end of the day, it's still in everyone's best interest to shake hands and get along. Sure. Kiss and make up a little bit. And his argument is that's probably still the most likely outcome. It may be ugly on the way there, but it's still in both parties' best interest to figure it out in Oakland. They're, they're so close to having a great situation. The city of Oakland can theoretically have a much cooler city with more fun things to do and a cleaner environment and better infrastructure. And the Oakland A's can have a brand new shiny stadium and a, you know, invigorized fan base and team and so many good things can come of this. And seemingly they're about $350 million apart on some sort of agreement and in some area of the, the plan, among other things. And I think one of the better comments I've seen somewhere in the interwebs was just like, it seems like both of these entities, the city and the A's, really want this deal to get done. But they both really, really want to make it seem like they don't want it to get done. Yeah. And I think I just... It's kind of a pissing contest right now, and it's just gnarly to watch. I kind of wish we were just, like, traveling through Europe right now or something and just, like, we're unplugged. And just didn't know this was happening yeah. at all. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Tuesday. Um, yeah, we'll find out. It be a terrible day in my life. Yeah. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, we'll see. Whatever. I mean, I we could say more about it, but we don't really know right now. You know, I know we don't. We'll, we'll know more next week. What are the repercussions here if the A's are leaving? Do we have, like, a... They wouldn't be gone next year. No, it'd probably be a couple of years. It probably be we probably have a couple of years of Coliseum left yeah. to take in. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll so worry we'll about see. that when we get there. Yeah. Anyway, Let's, on uh, to hold out better there. things. What's the coolest thing you saw this week? The coolest thing I saw this week was another crazy little league style play in a Pirates game. Although this time the Pirates were on the receiving end of it, there was. Just a weird little chopper with the bases loaded, Taiwan Walker on the mound, and he tried to knock the ball foul because it was on the foul side of the line. He tried to knock it foul before it could spin back towards fair, and he maybe did not make the best play. It was 100% fair. The ball was getting real close to the line, so close to the line that when he chose to slap the ball away, it went like... 30 feet away from him, and all of a sudden the umpire said that ball was fair, and he was like, no way, that couldn't possibly be fair, which I understand the reaction, but it was just a bad play. He well, needed to pick that was, ball I up mean, and throw it home or the something. The first time I watched the replay, it's sitting on the line. It's sit, the that, ball, It is like, it is a fair, and I, that is the dumbest thing. It's It was it was Mets. It was Mets 100%. It was Mets. It was as Metsy as it gets Yeah. <laughs> and so the Pirates scored three runs on a little squibbler about five feet away from home plate that the opposing team's pitcher chose on purpose to bat away from the playing field. Yeah. Yeah. And then they didn't even go after the ball. They just stood there arguing with the umpire for the first couple seconds. So it was, as an outsider, it was just good, clean fun on the baseball. Yeah, field. dude, infield ground balls in Pirates games are primetime television. You had the uh, third base coach going absolutely nuts. He was just doing windmills for yeah, days. Yeah, he was, he was all the, the way. Rate. He was that by home play. Yeah, yeah he was, he, it was a very silly scene. You would have thought yeah. he was a player. And then Luis Rojas went Crazy. ballistic. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely ballistic. Which was which? Which is always, you know. And the Mets came back and won. They did. It was a crazy game. It was a crazy game. Wild. Um, 
my coolest thing of the week was in in one game, the Padres scored 24 runs. Someone hit for the cycle. Someone had seven RBIs. And someone scored five runs. Since the RBI became an official stat in 1920, no team had had all of those things happen in one season. Much less in one game. Padres are going to Padre. Holy cow. That's my moment. It was really cool. I couldn't. Believe, I had to read it a couple times. <laughs> I had to read it a couple times to really process it. It's crazy, though. It did. They really, they really dropped on that day. It is such a very interesting baseball base. It's such a baseball-y baseball stat right there. Yep. <laughs> I had to really, really think about that one. Yeah. No team has ever had all of those things in a season. One guy with seven RBI? Yeah. Interesting. And one, except they're all separate people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jay Cronenworth here for the cycle. Um, He's done it before, I think. I think he has. Jay Cronenworth is good. The Padres is good. They got a lot of good dudes. Um, anyway, week ahead. What are we looking at? Week ahead. Two games set with the Los Angeles Anaheim Angels of Anaheim. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then a three or a four game set against the Mariners. I'm trying to get to the schedule. Oh, God. The Mariners. The Mariners. Oof. I'm just now having the realization that in That's this four-game set, the Mariners can freaking overtake us. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, no. It okay, feels well. like all too real of a possibility right now. See you guys on the other Given side. Given the fact that the A's have lost like every series in recent memory. Yeah, we've been stinking it up. They're just not playing good, and so... I don't know. I just really, really hope that every series is the series that they're going to start playing well. I mean, you know, traditional second half team. Where's where did where's the spark? We need the spark. Four and three in our last seven, at least, right? Trade deadline is the thirtieth or the thirty first of this month. Thirty first. Yeah, so we got. That's two weeks. Yeah, thirteen days. Something's got to give. They got to do something. So hopefully that's the spark. That's yeah, I mean, you think they would? They got two off days. I've got an off day on Wednesday. Got an off day on Monday. Um, off days are good days to make trades. You That's know? true. Um, anyway, so what Mon- do you think? Monday against the Angels, we got Shohei versus Cole Irvin. Feeling good about Cole Irvin. Totally, he's pitching really well. Let's hope Shohei's a little wild and just walks, walks a lot of people. Five, man. six. Get his pitch count up. Maybe, you know, Hopefully, that's your best Mark option. I hope Mark the leadoff hitter that day and yeah. gets things going on the right foot. Yep. Then Tuesday, James Caprillion's pitching at 1230, and that'll send us into what will feel like a three-day stretch of nothingness, but will really just be one off day. Yeah. And then the Mariners come to town. Yeah. So I'm personally going to go for, because every time I predict a winning week recently, it goes terribly, so... Call me what you may, but I'm predicting a two and four week. And I think we split the Angel series and then probably win only the third game against the Mariners. That's very specific. And then also, players specifically, I think we're going to see Mark Hanna get on the home run board here. Okay. His return from the All-Star... Her, mm. Return from the injured list. I'm gonna go four and two. I'm gonna go optimistic. I'm gonna go four and two. I think we. I agree. I think we split. I don't think we beat. I think Shohei probably beats us tomorrow. I would have been upset with you if you did less than. 
Well, what, five? Three. three. <laughs> um, like yeah, I, I think uh, I think Shohei probably gets us tomorrow, and then we win Tuesday, and then yeah, I take three out of four in Seattle. Ah, it's in Seattle too. I didn't even uh, notice that. Um, so yeah, and then I think player specifically. Um, Is Stephen Piscotty playing right now? He, he didn't play today, but, but he's just he's just there. Yeah, um, Sean Murphy. Sean Murphy home run. It's hard to imagine Sean Murphy didn't homer this week, but I know he didn't. They didn't play a lot of games either. So, okay. It was another week in the life of an Oakland A's fan. It was. If and you're a Sacramento Kings fan as well, then well, you really know how this all feels. Yeah, and we may it's familiar. Maybe we'll talk. Maybe we'll talk, maybe we'll do that because that would be even more. Dude, we could talk about how much of a bummer we could have an even more depressing for. podcast called. Yeah. Sacktown Boys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to put a pin in that. We're going to talk about that. Um, anyway, okay, that's uh, that's it for this week. Hopefully we're in a better mood. Enough for time. the doom and gloom. The A's are turning this thing around. It says the, says the guy who said they're going to go 2-4. and four. <laughs> Maybe the week after. <laughs> um, anyway, that's it for this week. Talk to you guys next week. Let's go A's. Bye. See you then.